Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison. And today's episode topic was kind of a no-brainer for the news that has been happening lately. I had a completely different plan and then found out that the California parole panel voted for the release from prison for Sirhan Sirhan. So it's kind of rocked the world a little bit. It's a very controversial thing that some people are in favor of, some people aren't. There's been a lot of tension between not only the family, but also people that are interested in this story in general. So I thought, obviously, I had to dive into this and kind of give some facts and cross-reference some different articles and things and just lay it all out there for you guys. So basically, this entire episode is going to be an in-the-news segment. Big news story of the past seven days. Now, this episode is not going to be a full-on backstory of Sirhan Sirhan and all of his tapes that he recorded in questionings and the whole Ambassador Hotel thing. It's not going to be that. I will have that in the future. It's been on my topic list for, I mean, since I started the podcast. I just haven't done it yet. But this is solely going to be kind of a focus in on the news that we have received this week and what's going on around that a little bit. There will be some backstory to that pertains to that, but that's what this episode is going to be. So my sources today are Britannica, Washington Post, USA Today, The Guardian, The LA Times, and that's it. Here we go. First, I'm going to give a little tiny backstory of Sirhan Sirhan, just in case you, for some reason, have no idea who he is or anything. I doubt you're listening to this podcast if you don't, but just in case. So Sirhan Sirhan is the man that shot and killed Robert Kennedy, according to the news. A lot of people think that there's a conspiracy theory behind that, that he's not the one that actually killed him, and I will get into that in a minute. But if you look up Sirhan Sirhan, that's what it says. He was 24 years old at the time of the assassination of Robert Kennedy at the Ambassador Hotel in California on June 5th of 1968. Now, I'm going to quote Britannica a little bit here and read what they have to say about him. Sirhan, a Christian Palestine, was born in Jerusalem. In 1948, Jordan took control of East Jerusalem and what is now the West Bank, and the following year it granted citizenship to people living in those areas. It is believed that this is how Sirhan became a Jordanian, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, citizen. In the 1950s, he and his family moved to the United States and eventually settled in Pasadena, California. Sirhan became vocal of his opposition to Israel, especially after the Six-Day War in June of 1967, in which the country seized control of various territories, including the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, and the Old City of Jerusalem. Sirhan began directing his anger at Robert F. Kennedy, who expressed support for Israel while campaigning for the Democratic presidential nomination in 1968. So on June 4th, Kennedy won the California primary. Shortly after midnight, gave a speech at the Bester Hotel, and that's when Sirhan Sirhan shot him. I am going to insert now a clip from an interview with Sirhan Sirhan talking a little bit about this from 1989. When did your feelings start to take on this incredibly uh, uh, obsessional 
quality. Was it the Arab-Israeli war after you came to this country? Well, or I, I suppose that, that it came to the fore where I began, where, when I began to focus on it. Uh, erupted as soon after the, the, the 1967 war where the, the Arabs had lost and the Israelis uh, won. And uh, my anger at the American people's reaction to the loss of the Palestinians and, uh, and the Arabs. It was after a campaign speech in Oregon, during which Kennedy promised military support for Israel, that Sirhan targeted him for death. Sirhan is now serving a life sentence at the California Correctional Facility at Soledad. He agreed to speak exclusively to Inside Edition with the hope that it might help him get paroled. One speech that sets you off doesn't, doesn't deserve a terrible fate like that. No, I, I agree, and I sincerely regret uh, my, my actions for that. I was young, I was, you know, immature, I was wild. I, I, I really didn't have the, the ability to sit back and reflect on it as just one speech, one, perhaps one pandering speech to a, you know, a potential block of voters whom he was appealing to. And now, of course, I realize that, and, uh, and, and I wish that I could reverse all my actions concerning Robert Kennedy. But why did Robert Kennedy, the, the friend of the downtrodden, become the focus of this hatred? Because to me, he was my hero. He was my champion. He was the protector and the defender of the downtrodden and the disadvantaged. And I felt that I was one. And to have him say that he was going to send 50 phantom jets to Israel, uh, to deliver nothing but death and destruction on my countrymen. That seemed as though it were a betrayal. And it was sad for me to, to accept, and it was hard for me to accept. And just uh, didn't, and, and the, my, all my hopes were focused on Robert Kennedy. I was his supporter. That was the quality that Robert Kennedy stood for, was hope. There was that loss of hope, but at, at the same time, say, you know, and this is the part that really, that really sort of angers me, that this, this double standard of, of, of the politicians, and particularly Bobby Kennedy. On the one hand, in, during the 60s, uh, during the campaign, he was all uh, in favor of, uh, of stopping the war in Vietnam, and he wants to bring our boys home. And in the, in the next breath, he wants to send more bombs and more uh, phantom jets to Israel to kill human beings, but, but Palestinians in this, in this instance. In the months before the assassination, Sirhan kept a diary. In it, he wrote over and over again, RFK must die. I don't even refer to them as diaries, really. They were just uh, scribblings, more than, you know, detailed, uh, by, you know, uh, entries in a, in a diary. But you no. said RFK must die by That's right, I recall that. June the 5th, uh, things like that. But I mean, throughout that period, were your feelings just getting stronger and stronger, or what? They must have been, obviously. But I can't say that there was any deliberateness to the killing. At that. I mean, they, not all my feelings were, you know, were, be, were drumming towards that goal of, of assassinating Bobby Kennedy, no. But uh, it was just in general. That, uh, I, and it wasn't just typical of me as an Arab. I think that a whole Arab community in this country uh, felt, you know, uh, downcast and crestfallen by the defeat of the, by their defeat in, in, the, in the Middle East. But again, this, this terrible punishment for one speech about phantom jets, I mean, 
haunts people, I think. It does haunt people. But suppose that you were a black or Hispanic living in America and had Robert Kennedy as your ideal champion, as your savior in America. And had you all of a sudden heard him say that he was going to spend, send some 50 jets to destroy all the black or Hispanic populations in this country, how would you have felt and what would you have done if you thought that you could do something about it. You know, and that's what you thought, you could do something about exactly, it. That's exactly, well, imagine though, that if you were a German, or if you were a Jew in, uh, in, in Hitler's uh, Germany, and if you had the opportunity to assassinate Hitler, uh, I'm sure that uh, they would have tried to, to do that. What, to me, I felt But there's that no comparison between Hitler and Robert Kennedy. Agreed, agreed, but the principle so it seems to be similar. So the headline that rocked all of us this week, I'm going to go from the Washington Post, even though it's been reported from all kinds of different sources, is the California parole panel votes in favor of release from prison for Sirhan Sirhan. Now, the parole for 77-year-old convicted of assassinating Robert F. Kennedy still must be approved by full board and the governor of California. So the reason that this happened, according to the Washington Post, is that he's been in prison for more than 50 years, and they think that he's no longer a threat to society, according to the state's corrections department. Now, here's a quote from Washington Post. The slaying of Kennedy, then a contender for the Democratic presidential nomination, probably changed the course of American history. But Sirhan's lawyer argued that was an irrelevant consideration for parole, that the criteria of rehabilitation, remorse, and future dangerousness that are applied to all prisoners should be applied to Sirhan, now 77. Sirhan kind of claims that he was an impulsive kid and that he doesn't still have that personality at all, that he does feel remorse and it was horrible and all this kind of stuff. And this is actually Sirhan's 16th parole hearing. California abolished capital punishment in 1972. And when that happened, Sirhan's sentence changed to a sentence for life, but he was eligible for parole after 1975. Now, here's where some tumultuous stuff within the family comes up. So Douglas Kennedy and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have both spoken in favor of Sirhan Sirhan being let out on parole. Douglas said, I really do believe any prisoner who is found to be not a threat to themselves or the world should be released. And he said, I believe that applies to everyone, every human being, including Mr. Sirhan. I was deeply moved by Mr. Sirhan's expression of remorse, and at times it brought tears to my eyes and affected me very deeply. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. sent a letter to the parole board supporting Sergeant Sirhan. Now, he's actually gone for years and tried to create a little bit of a buzz around the fact that he thought Sirhan Sirhan should be released. He met with him probably, I think it was three years ago, four years ago. I don't know. It's been a number of years ago. And honestly, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. doesn't believe that Sirhan Sirhan even killed his father. He believes that someone else did and that there was more of a conspiracy behind it. And his reasoning for that is that the autopsy apparently showed that Robert F. Kennedy was shot from the back at point-blank range, and that's not possible to have been Sirhan Sirhan because Sirhan Sirhan was in front of Robert Kennedy. Another thing that a lot of the people that believe the conspiracy theory surrounding this is that if you listen back to audio from the actual assassination, 13 bullets can be heard, and Sirhan Sirhan's revolver only carried eight. I mean, I, I'm not really going to give too much of my own opinion. Um, I do 
understand how that could be confusing and whatnot or reasonable ground to question things. But, you know, Sirhan Sirhan still did pull the trigger at Robert Kennedy and a ton of people saw it too. So I don't know. It's it's a little back and forth. But that's where Robert Kennedy stands. I'm going to insert a clip right now actually from CBS Morning talking about this whole conspiracy a little bit, what's gone on, and Robert Kennedy Jr. is speaking in this clip as well. So you'll hear him. Three of the senator's children have even publicly shown support. My family had a lot of tragedies, but many American families don't. We interviewed Robert Kennedy Jr. three years ago after he met with Sirhan. It's hard to believe that Sirhan shot my dad. That leads you to conclude what? And my opinion is really irrelevant. What's important is what the facts say, what the autopsy says, what the ballistic evidence and what the eyewitnesses said. Paul Schrey believes there was a second gunman shooting from behind. So you believe the man who shot you and four other people did not shoot and kill Robert F. Kennedy? He couldn't. He was never in a position to do that after those first two shots. He tried to shoot Robert Kennedy with the first two shots, but missed, but shot me first and missed on the second bullet. The Los Angeles Police Department was charged with the investigation and has disputed all claims of a conspiracy. In a statement yesterday, one parole board commissioner said age is a consideration of parole, and it was part of the review of Sirhan. Another thing, Robert Kennedy did say after the ruling, my father, I think, would be really happy today. My father believed in compassion. The ideals of our justice system are the possibility of redemption and the importance of forgiveness. He didn't believe the justice system was just about revenge. Then a statement comes out from six other of the Kennedy siblings. I'm going to read you that statement, too. It was reposted by a few of them on Instagram, so I'm just going to read the whole statement. As children of Robert F. Kennedy, we are devastated that the man who murdered our father has been recommended for parole. Our father's death is a very difficult matter for us to discuss publicly, and for the past many decades, we have declined to engage directly in the parole process. Given today's unexpected recommendation by the California Parole Board after 15 previous decisions to deny release, we feel compelled to make our position clear. We adamantly oppose the parole and release of Sirhan Sirhan and are shocked by a ruling that we believe ignores the standards for parole of a confessed first-degree murderer in the state of California. Our father's death impacted our family in ways that can never adequately be articulated, and today's decision by a two-member parole board has inflicted enormous additional pain. But beyond just us, six of Robert Kennedy's nine surviving children, Sirhan Sirhan committed a crime against our nation and its people. He took our father from our family and he took him from America. We are in disbelief that this man would be recommended for release. We urge the parole board staff, the full board, and ultimately Governor Newsom to reverse this initial recommendation. It is a recommendation we intend to challenge every step of the way, and we hope that those who also hold the memory of our father in our hearts will stand with us. This is signed by Joseph P. Kennedy II, Courtney Kennedy, Carrie Kennedy, Christopher G. Kennedy, Maxwell T. Kennedy, and Rory Kennedy. And on top of that, Max Kennedy wrote a piece for the LA Times that was an opinion piece about the decision as well. I'm going to give just a little quote from that. Max said, He killed my father for supporting Israel, and the mere thought of Sirhan returning to Palestine, where he may be cheered for his crime, is sickening. I commit myself to doing everything within my power to stop his release. Now, here's something I think we need to highlight as well. Sergeant Sergeant has admitted that he killed him, but he has maintained this sense of that he lost his mind, that he was drunk, that he doesn't remember things, that 
He can't recall anything that happened. And yeah, it's pretty confusing. So I'm going to play another clip of him in recent years. I think it's within the last decade speaking at another parole hearing. So here it is. What do you remember about the shooting, if you're willing to talk about that? I, I was, I, obviously I was there, but I don't remember the exact moment. I don't remember pulling my gun out of my body or whatever it was located, and I don't remember aiming at any human being. Uh, I don't remember any of that, Mr. President. Uh, and, and I've said that from the get-go. Yeah, so I understand. I, so it's, it's not that I'm trying you, to evade. No, I understand. Uh, let me just ask you a question. When did you start remembering things? After the shooting, when was what was the first thought that you had after the shooting? Everything was always hazy in my head about that. And uh, Attorney Teeter, who passed away, was trying to get uh, a specialist, uh, Dr. Herbert Spiegel, in New York to hypnotize me and to request no, me I, I, and I, I, to I do all that. But well, when did you start remembering things clearly after the shooting? I, I really don't remember things clearly about it, other than that. Just no, no, I'm not asking about the shooting part. I'm asking afterwards, when did you start remembering things in, in, uh, in reality? In, in reality. All, all, all the reality of this whole thing hit me when I was on death row facing my own So death. how many months later was that? Oh, I would say maybe maybe a, maybe a year, two years. So maybe. you don't remember a lot of things between the shooting and, and being on death row? I wasn't too much worried about that, uh, Mr. President. I was worried about saving my own butt from, from execution. Uh, one of the things that we look at uh, in your case here, and every case is different, uh, was the crime itself. And this indeed, there is, I mean, every murder, which is predominantly what we deal with, are, is horrible. Uh, certainly to the individual and to the perpetrator, that being the inmate. It certainly is horrible to the family. The individuals, um, you gotta listen here, guy. Uh, individuals um, lose in, in a very uh, dramatic, fast way uh, a loved one that can never be replaced. Uh, but this crime went far beyond that, and we need to recognize that. Uh, Mr. Kennedy was was a winning candidate in California, as you know. I'm repeating uh, things we already know. Uh, and there was a groundswell uh, that was a very popular grand groundswell uh, for um, his the hope that, that he gave some people, a lot of people. So indeed, it wasn't just the Kennedy family, which was certainly large enough and, and uh, prominent enough. Um, to be of um, a tragic nature. There was the there was a loss prior to that. There was indeed. You're not going to talk in the middle of my uh, my. <coughs> you're, you're going backwards here, partner, and, and you need to stay on track and just listen. I'm giving you our reasons for that. If but, I uh, if I was to give you a piece of paper and a pencil and I wrote down one, two, and three. And I said, pick a list of the people that maybe you feel that you've harmed. Who, who would be number one on the list? Well, definitely the, the, the Kennedy family and the, and the Kennedys. Uh, I, I would say that I would treat them all equally, and the victims uh, who, who were injured in this, and the, and the public, and, 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 and the Bobby Kennedy's friends, and the people who voted for this is This whole thing was a, it, it's a horrible nightmare, really, for, not just for me, but for you people, and for the whole country, and especially for the, for the family members. And, 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 and Mr. Wiesel and others who were injured in this. 
Okay, I'm going to go back and insert another piece from the clip from the 1989 interview now where he talks about his whereabouts and stuff like that. So listen to that. And also remember, too, while you're listening, I found in my research that he was target practicing that day. I just feel like that's something that needs to be added into the narrative. So here you go. What happened on that terrible day? Well, after I finished my activities at the firing range, I started heading home. And on the way home, I stopped by a restaurant, Bob's Big Boy, and had dinner and socialized for a while, leaving the, the restaurant. And I picked up, I bought a copy of the newspaper, the LA Times, and uh, started leafing through the pages to reach the, the sports section. And, ha and while doing so, I noticed uh, an advertisement announcing a parade that was planned to be held that evening, and it was to celebrate uh, the Israeli victory of, of, of the of a year before. And it was to, to be sort of an anniversary parade for the, for, the, for the Jewish community in L.A., I take it. And uh, that sort of incensed me. And I said, well, I have nothing else to do tonight. I'm going to go down there and see what those people are up to. Sirhan got lost and ended up at a storefront campaign for a local official. Then he was told of a really big party at the nearby Ambassador Hotel. I didn't know that Senator Kennedy was down there at, that night. You know, if it was going to be a party, a big party, I could pretty well lose myself in it. And, and there was a lot of drinking, a lot of bars. One of, one of the reasons why I drank the Tom Cones is, is that I was, I'm not a drinker and it was easy for me to, to drink, and uh, it, was a, it was a hot night that night. At the early hours of it, I, it was sort of enjoyable to me, but uh, it, it ended in, in, in tragedy, unfortunately. At the time of the shooting, I was not really in full control of my senses, Mr. Frost, because I don't feel that a, a rational, uh, calm, cool, and, and and a, a person who has his wits about him and is aware of his environment would actually pull a gun and aim it at another human being and shoot at him with the foreknowledge that after you finish shooting that that person is going to be you know, dead. Okay, so where does all of this leave us? I really do struggle to give my opinions on things on this podcast. I have a lot of opinions, you guys. I, of course, have political opinions. I have, you know, opinions about news and things like that that happen. But I like to stay a very neutral, reporting only, just kind of sharing what I see in front of me ground. And I think it's worked well that I've done that so far. So I'm going to be very trepidatious in sharing my opinions on this certain subject as well. As far as what I really, 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 truly believe in my heart and who I agree with and all this kind of thing, I'm just going to, at this point in time, um, report the facts to you guys and kind of keep that to myself. I respect everyone's opinions on this matter, and I just want to make sure that I'm giving you guys a very clear amount of evidence and, and reporting from all sides. So I hope that you got that from this episode today. A really good source that I enjoyed, uh, I listened to it probably a couple of years ago, about the whole trial and Sirhan Sirhan stuff, if you're interested in hearing a whole podcast solely about him and Robert Kennedy's assassination in general, the RFK Tapes is a great series that I listen to. And it dives pretty deep into, it's more so into the conspiracy aspect of it. There were some things that I don't, I don't know that I fully agreed with and stuff that were reported on, but it was just a really good series. So listen to that if you are interested. I'm sure I will be continuing to talk about this in the future. I hope that you got some info 
and kind of a good mesh of a lot of the facts all together. Obviously had to reference a lot of different articles just to get <laughs> this episode out. So hopefully it put everything in one place for you and, you know, you can make your own opinions and uh, keep on reading about it. In general, I'm just going to keep the family, all of them, in my thoughts and prayers because not only do they seem divided on the subject, but it's a very tumultuous and very tragic thing to have to see. I mean, think about the fact that they're literally seeing headlines about their father's murderer. And I've also seen photos of Robert Kennedy, you know, when he was dying and things like that. And I know that's on the internet always, but it's in, thrust in their face constantly now. And that just, my heart goes out to them for this even being a subject that they have to face constantly. So that's all I got today. Next week is going to be a really exciting episode. I'm speaking with an author this week that has an awesome book. And I'm really excited to share the story of that and talk about her book with you guys next week. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Please rate it five stars and write a positive written review on Apple Podcast if you enjoy it. That's all I got. I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Anne-Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave. 